the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Final hour of the show at 8.05. I have not even checked the Harley weather. Let's have a quick look here and see. Yeah, getting a little chilly out there. 67 here in Aurora, 70 degrees over there in hell, otherwise known as my birth city of Denver, Colorado. And another good-looking day tomorrow. We're in those um, wonderful Indian summer sort of days where it was chilly this morning, uh, a little chilly to ride, too. But, man, oh, man, the sun came out and made it nice. In fact, I ran in from the restroom and took one look at my hair. is still blown straight black back, and my face is, like, beet red. And it's not because I've been drinking, and it's not because I'm mad. So the sun did its thing. Just saw the number scroll by. Is that Fox? Yeah, Fox News is up there on the TV monitor here in the studio. Chad Wolf, you may remember him. I met him one time, the acting United States Secretary of Homeland Security during the Donald Trump administration, said that 3.8 million migrants have, and, and I hate that they use this word. This is Fox. I think Newsmax does it as well, migrants. These are not migrants. These are illegal alien invaders. Their first act in coming to our country is to break our laws. We, we will collapse. If you haven't read the Cliven and Plow, Cliven and Power, come on, Cliven and Plowered, uh, the, the, um, essay that they wrote on virtually how you take down a society. Uh, this is it. We are living it right now. P- Piven and Clower. Oh, that's so dumb. I'm going to look it up now. You, you, may, you know me in names if I don't write them down. But this year, the highest ever number of, air quotes, migrant encounters, the way Fox and Newsmax and others soft pedal it, why, why they won't use the actual language. These people are just technically and legally illegal aliens, period. But that's not the point, is it? The point is they are invading our country, and Biden is allowing it. He's permitting it. He's encouraging it. I literally hear, if I turn on 710 on my app, an advertisement for border agents. Great pay, great benefits. Be a border agent. And I think, why would anybody take that job when you're ordered to stand down? You can't defend the border. Why, why would you want to go down there? There is a representative, Cloward, thank you, Joy, Cloward Piven strategy. What was I saying? Cliven and Powered, Plower. I just couldn't get it to work. Thank you so much, Joy. There is a representative in Indiana, I think. Her name is Victoria Sparts. She comes from a communist country. And she had the opportunity to, shall we say, interact with our Secretary Mayorkas. And it was 
a thing of beauty. He's the current head of the Department of Open Borders and Invasion of America. And let's just hear what she had to say. We'll get back to some of your calls. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas, do you take full responsibility for all decisions of action and in, in, or inaction made at your agency? Do you personally take full responsibility for, uh, for all of the decisions made at your agency? I am the secretary of the department. So it means I, yes. I bear ultimate responsibility so, for the decisions so yes. made. Yes. Okay. So. You mentioned earlier that in your definition you have operational control of the border. Can you define what you mean by that? Uh, what we mean, um, because the, the, under the Secure Fence Act, it means that not a single individual would cross the border. And under that definition, no administration has had operational control. <laughs> so, the what way, number do you have? I, five million, ten, if less than five or ten, or le less than a couple hundred thousand get away or more? I mean, what is your definition? What we do. A congresswoman, as we you have look, a number. What we do is we look at the resources that we have available to us and ask ourselves: Are we deploying those resources to achieve the most effective results for the American people? That is what we do, and we are hopeful, working with you and other members of this committee, to increase the funding for the Department of Homeland so, so Security. So funny, we hear yeah, funding. We, I'm here. We're here to get more money to open our border even further. They're having federal law enforcement cut razor wire in texas open locked gates wave people in they're busting them they're flying them they're putting them on trains all around the country they're putting the call out for more and more people to come and it's all about stealing elections it's all there's a there's talk of a federal id that these people will be able to get and how hard will it be to utilize that ID to fraudulently vote? Back in 2014, when I started doing talk radio, we were talking about why the Democrats fight so hard for amnesties, for open borders. And it's got nothing to do with social justice or taking care of people who are living in dire circumstances. It is all about power because it's slipping away from them and they know it. If you believe their election numbers from 2020, they stopped Donald Trump from his second term in the White House by about 44,000 votes in just the right places. 17% of people in several polls indicated if they'd known about the Hunter Biden laptop, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. That would have flipped the election. The squelching of conservative voices on Twitter and Facebook and other social media targeting by the FBI, all of those things. Forget about machines for now. Those fights aren't over, but forget about them for now. You don't need them to prove how the election was stolen. And they know it. They know that it was so close the last time. They didn't pull it off in 2016. They were the ones who were talking about the danger of voting machines and all of that. You remember Kamala Harris, 2018? Set up systems to audit, but also what they can do around um, best practices and, and best machinery. Um, we are talking with them about the fact that it is probably best that you do not have your election system connected to the Internet. 
because no. that will create greater Bleep. vulnerabilities. And then look at where we are now in this year of our Lord 2018. We're talking about paper ballots, but that actually might be one of the smartest systems. Going back to, you know, a day when we could we could have something tangible that we can hold on to because Russia cannot hack a piece of paper like they can a computer system connected to the Internet. I, you know, it was a bit of a rabbit hole there, but going back to Mayorkas, and I know we've got full lines. We'll get to calls. We've got the whole rest of the hour to go. But Mayorkas, when asked, you know, what are the numbers? What's what's satisfactory? What is success from your job? Well, we strive to make the best use of all of our resources, which is why we have the most incredible, unbelievable numbers in the history of our country of invaders crossing our border. And if you listen to our CBS news breaks, they're, they're just reporting it like news. You know, oh, the cities are overwhelmed. Oh, the border agents, they just can't handle the influx. And it's, it's just news. You talk about treason. You talk about impeachment. You do not need to wait on all of the bank records and more evidence of the Biden crime family to impeach this president because this putative president, this grabby, touchy, feely, showering with daughter president, because he will not enforce the law, and that is his primary job. But before we go to the phones, just a little more of Representative Victoria Sparts from the Ukraine, by the way, if you couldn't tell from her voice, just dressing down, just embarrassing Mayorkas, who he looks, he just looks so foolish. He knows he's in for a scalding. He knows he's just going to say the same tripe over and over. And you'll hear exactly what I mean in this next clip. So, so fun. We hear funding, 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 but funding, I've been at the border funding. and you've been at the border too. How would you grade your job from on a scale of zero to ten? How would you grade yourself? Congresswoman, I am immensely proud to so work. How would you grade yourself? God. Congresswoman, I am immensely proud Ugh. to work with the men and women of the Barf. Department. No, yourself, your, your job, not all of the women. I like a lot of, I'm sure there are a lot of great men and women in your department. How would you rate your job as a head of your agency? It is the honor of my From life. From zero oh, to ten, God. so you cannot grade it. How would, how would grade your preparedness to this committee meeting on scale from zero to ten? We ask information. You all these promises, lad. I'm not wasting my time. I'm sorry. I don't want to use bad word. What you can do with all this, lad, is because we keep giving money and sending lad, and you tell us BS back. I don't, I don't want to use a bad word. I love this woman. I'm afraid she may not be running again as well. But that's a topic for another day. Let's just play the last clip of this exchange with her. It's only about a little over a minute long. So how would you rate yourself, your preparedness to this committee? It is the honor of my lifetime to work with the From scale zero to ten, how would you say how prepared you came to this hearing? Uh, I will repeat uh, what I said. So you're not answering any questions. You are not answering any Republican question. Is it something that your intent do not respond to any questions of Republicans. You came with that intent. That is incorrect, Congressman. Well, you're not answering any questions. It is. I mean, I, every time I hear you say, we will, we will, we shall, yeah, I don't know. You don't, you don't know any numbers. You don't even know how many people you actually, you know, you, you prosecuted, how many people you deported, you're nothing. How can you say you know how you, your department is run? As executive, you don't know these numbers? Congresswoman, let me share with you. 
Well, you haven't shared anything useful here. Let me share I'm sorry you. to tell you, I'll yield to Chairman Jordan because I'm not going to be wasting your time with this charade and circus. You do not have an intent to do that. And it is a serious national security issue. This border and cartels are stronger. A lot of money and Joes are making who knows what and probably a lot of corruption over there. And we have a national security crisis. And you're sitting here and saying, you know, looking at us with very smiley face, it's unacceptable. But I yield to Chairman Jordan. Man, oh man, can you imagine if English was her first language? Whew. Uh, that's that's what we need a whole lot more of. Oh, it's the honor of my life to serve, to work, to have these wonderful people helping me keep our border wide open and encouraging more and more people, destitute people, tragic people, understandably sad people, needy people, oh, and criminals, drug dealers, child traffickers, and terrorists to flood into our cities, so much so that the Democrat mayor of New York says, enough, you will kill us if you keep doing this. We can't throw any more people out of our hotels and our school gymnasiums to make room for these folks. And by the way, I'm going to save New York because I'm going to tell these migrants, air quotes, when they come, that they can only stay 30 days now. Only 30 days. God almighty. And I have to read crap from soft underbelly Republicans, if that if that's what they really are telling me how evil and bad Lauren Boebert is. By the way, a texter has sent me a link that uh, I opened up on my computer where Lauren's current husband, who I've met, talked to, hung out with many times, defends her after what happened at the uh, at the Beetlejuice play. And uh, what some of what he said is pretty powerful. So we're going to get to that. But let's get back to the phones. I, I, I'm sorry I'm just such a ranter tonight, but I can't help it. Let's go start with Jay in Littleton. Jay, welcome. Well, I was so impressed, Randy, with her questioning and actually dressing down of that just piece of jelly, uh, Mayorkas. It was unbelievable. How do, how do other citizens, how do just normal people, maybe they don't watch it, they don't hear it, the news doesn't cover it, but there's the, the, the lack of humility, the lack of sincerity, the lack of care about just giving a straight answer to a simple question – and these are the people that are running our lives, ruining our lives. They are ruining it. They really are. And they're flooding our country with, uh, well, I won't use the term, but they are illegal aliens. And they're breaking the laws. And they're coming here to uh, convert our country. I feel that's the democratic way. Because the, the people that are here realize, hey, this is not working. This Bidenonomics and all the other things that are going on and interest rates higher than they've been since 1997, uh, homing, at least home interest rates, uh, all that stuff is not working. I asked someone to call in sometime. Hopefully they will. I'll call back and talk to them and ask them, show me a country where socialism and communism worked. Give me a car that they built, an airplane, uh, a medical device anything that helps people that doesn't work it's all about it's all about power with america is in fact the last shining city on the hill the last stand against socialism 
and they they're close. They're so very close. That's why they're criminally charging Trump. That's why the media is so focused on propaganda and nonsense. And I, I think they're close and they're bound to lose. Yeah, they have to lose. And we have to stand up. And this woman from Ukraine is the typical Eastern Bloc European woman. My grandmothers are like that. They wouldn't take any you-know-what from anybody because they'd seen it. They'd seen fascism. My whole family came over from Europe here to escape fascism at the turn of the last century. Now you think I'm going to let fascism take over this country for our children? I don't think so. It's going to be hell to pay. And just think of the slap in the face this is to the, for instance, just picking one major community in this country, the Hispanic community, whose parents or grandparents, aunts and uncles came into this country legally and have built up their businesses, their their family lineage, put their kids into colleges and all of that. What a slap in the face that is. And that's why the Democrats have to flood our country with potential voters, because the blacks are turning away. Suburban yep. women, if they've got kids in school, are turning away. And okay. Hispanics, of course, don't believe in sucking babies into sinks no. or wide open borders or any of this dangerous nonsense. No, no, they don't. Matter of fact, we have a place in uh, Punta Bona, Ensenada, which is you know just south of Tijuana for years. We used to race ball out of there. Hispanic people, Mexican people are unbelievable. It's always that 1% at the top that's taken advantage. They're very faithful, very family-oriented people, um, and they're just getting a bad rap because you've got that 1%. And the, the drug dealers that are really running the country of Mexico, and why don't we just take a couple of choppers and blow out the uh, the rails on those trains that are coming up here? Pretty easy. A couple 500-pound yeah. bombs yeah. and at least slow it down. But they're delivering them to us on a silver platter with a credit card, with cash, and a book, a booklet that tells them where to go and how to succeed here. Wow. And and by invitation, by open invitation, encouragement, and funding. Yeah. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to get on my perfectly non-Russian-built motorcycle, and you'll get on your non-Chavez-built Venezuelan motorcycle and ride. We're going to go to MC1. But I asked somebody the other day, I said, tell me. Where is something really built that you covet that's the best on the planet that was built by uh, communism or socialism? They had yeah. no answer. Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's 100% true. And between now and November of next year, we've got to wake up as many people as we can. Jay, yeah. great call. Thanks for waiting yeah. and thanks Take for care. weighing in Good tonight. Night. God bless. All right, we better take our pause. Jay's is the only open line we've got, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. I'll save this uh, very powerful statement that Lauren Boebert's husband put out for her until after we work through some of these phone calls, because I know some of you have been waiting for a while. So stay with us here on 710-KNUS. Taking naps during these breaks. That's why I need these longer songs. But welcome back. 728. Phones have been flashing away, and I do appreciate it. Our phone number here, 303-696-1971. We're going to jump back on the phones in a moment. Don't forget, though, I don't want to forget before we run out of time tonight to remind you one more time, A Climate Conversation, the documentary, special screening, and a panel discussion, which is this Thursday night 
And you can get tickets at aclimateconversation.com, aclimateconversation.com. It's time to start unmasking the lies that are being shoved down our throat and regurgitated through the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine about man's influence on what's happening with Earth and the solutions that these radical communists, Marxists propose to solve it. I got lectured on the text messages, and I agree with this, and I, I, I think I'll take this to heart. Please do not use the term socialism. This is about the communist Marxist movement taking over the globe. I agree 100, 100%. Can you have 100, 100? Last thing before we go back to the phones. I've played this a couple times. It's very short. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then oh. acting as if they know what's right for kids. Like parents acting as if they know what's right for kids, misbehaving in public like Antifa, like Black Lives Matter, like cities on fire, police stations on fire, Molotov cocktails leveled into cop cars. Six-month probation sentence, uh, retired police detectives or sergeants, I forget, uh, black man, I can't think of his name right now, murdered in a doorway because he went down to help somebody during these riots to protect their store, all of that. And then this absolute pussy, Miguel Cardona, education secretary, talks about, oh, we used to be able to have civil conversations. You mean like these? I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? Miss <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cackler. The Cackler and Vice President Chief. Ugh. 
And this idiot, Miguel Cardona, education secretary, says, I'm so angry when people don't behave right. We used to be able to talk about these things. And then parents have the audacity to think that they know what's best for their kids. And I have to sit here and take text messages from soft, underbellied Republicans or supposed Republicans about Lauren Boebert and about we we need to do better. We need better people. Oh. My God, get me to a phone call. Let's see who's been waiting the longest. Looks like Brian in Arvada. Sorry for the delay. Welcome to the show. Randy, I love your passion. And uh, I'm just, I'm a political science major, a third generation Hispanic. My mom's the one that turned me on to Trump in 2015. And I was a Rubio fan. And I've been in love with Trump ever since. I don't have to agree with the with his tactics. I don't have to agree with him as a man, but his policy and the fact that he loves this country, I can agree with that. And what's so frustrating, Randy, is they couldn't silence our votes in 16. They silenced our votes in 2020. And now we have people going in front of Congress not even answering questions to the people's house. They're not even answering questions. We get majority in the house and they won't even answer a question. The FBI won't answer a question. The secretary of Homeland Security won't answer the question. The DOJ won't answer questions. And they're laughing at us because uh, they know. 100% because laughing. They, they, they know, Randy, that they stole an election and they're going to do it again because if they were scared that it couldn't happen again, they wouldn't be not answering questions, but they're, they're not just refusing to answer questions no matter who it is. And they're laughing at us. Good for this gal from Ukraine. God bless her. Ken Buck is a sellout. CNN, Ken, MSN, Ken, cover up Ken. He's, <laughs> They're either going to sell us out to get a job at MSNBC or, you know, the Republicans are our worst enemy. But even if we I mean, look at look at all Pelosi jammed down our throats and McCarthy can't even can't even do anything. He's pathetic. So even when we get in charge, Randy, it's pathetic. I'm losing hope. My faith's in God. And you know what? After all this has gone down. And the country's going to hell and there's no answers anywhere. All we can do is look up because I can tell you right now, our leaders are failing us no matter what side of the aisle they're on. And thank God for you being a voice out there every day saying this stuff because I listen to you, Randy, and I feel for you and I feel your pain and I've had loss in my family and you're still fighting. So God bless you, man. And and look up and and let's keep fighting to make it harder for them to do what they want to do but socialism is a soft term they're communists and they're coming after us and our kids and i got t teenagers man and i have to fight every day to tell them the gop is old white man's thing but when i start teaching them the stuff about the constitution they start listening like wow are we brainwashed and that's the best thing i can do for my kids, but thank you, Randy, and, and God bless you, man. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm praying for you every day. I'm praying for you and people like you every day. 
Well, Brian, great call. Thank you for the support. The prayers, of course, mean the world. And, and man, I feel it. So many people around remind me constantly. And so I'm grateful. But yeah, take care of those kids, man. That's that's the legacy. Those are the people that are going to save our lives. And another reason that you said you're losing hope, I'm gaining hope because I see the thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know, for instance, joining up with Charlie Kirk at Turning Point, Turning Point Action, um, the leaders that are being turned out of Hillsdale and Colorado Christian University and places like that around the country. And people who lead, you know, these these brainwashed mummies coming out of these schools, they're not going to be able to stand in the way. They're not going to be able to lead anybody to to accomplish anything to, you know, conclude the takedown of this country. Uh, more and more people are waking up, man. And uh, and that's what keeps me going every day. I got Wake kids up. and grandkids Thanks. as well. God bless you, sir. Thanks, Randy. Man, I'll tell you. You came to this show to get inspired. Uh, callers like that will do it, and we've had several of them tonight, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Let's squeeze David in before we run out of time in this segment. He's also been waiting a while. David, thank you for that, and welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. I've got a uh, thing that's been bothering me for quite a while, you know, with the, uh, Hunter Biden saying 10% has got to go to the big guy. Yeah. I'm wondering if that big guy isn't Obama and Biden is just taking the bullet for it. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, because just if you read the context of those emails and those communications, it, it definitely seemed like a family conversation. But there's no question Obama's pulling the strings. I mean, Obama's made his tens of millions of dollars, $40 million for book advances. And just the way these people wash money is unbelievable. And I think he and his people, his team, are running the show. And it's why I believe, and I'm almost certain it's going to be Michelle Obama, that they drop in next August at the convention to actually be their presidential nominee. Because this is this will be the fourth term of Obama. That's what they're shooting for now. I, I agree with you. But uh, I also think that uh, maybe, just maybe, Robert F. Kennedy doesn't get in there and make a, a stink out of the Democrats. Well, you're right. There are there are all kinds of little um, gnats popping up to nip away at any – if it's a close election between RFK Jr. and uh, – I did this last week, too. I forget the black man's name who's running, radical leftist. Um, that can help us greatly. But we also have to worry about, you know, does Mitt Romney show up in the No Labels Party to be the sane alternative to Donald Trump, who is the obvious Republican nominee? Um, so, you know, a lot of water under the bridge, but it's going to be a fun fight and fun to watch. And, David, I'm grateful I, for your call. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think Mitt Romney, I, I think he's done for that's why he's going to resign, because he, he would not win re-election in Utah. Well, I, he yeah. knows that. Well, he that's knows ex that. That's exactly right, but he's the perfect fit for the No Labels Party, and their goal wouldn't be to win a presidency. It would be to chip away from all of the soft underbelly Republicans, the never-Trumper that's Trumpers that claim to be Republicans, and all of those folks to make sure that Trump doesn't win another term. So we, we have to watch for those um, those enemies of freedom, liberty, and a possibly good future ahead as we're marching along as well. 
David, gotta go. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the show. I uh, I heard I heard Ted Cruz the other day, and my good buddy filmmaker Joel Gilbert. I'm sure knows this. I should text him and let him know. I was going to tweet about it, and I forgot about it. Tag Cruz and Gilbert together. But Ted Cruz went through the whole scenario about why, obviously, Biden is not going to be their nominee, but while the, why they will carry Biden as far as they can and then have him step down when they don't need to go through the, you know, the bothersome thing of having people vote in primaries and they can parachute Michelle Obama in. And Ted Cruz said probably less than a 50 percent chance, but it's growing my good buddy filmmaker Joel Gilbert and I have been talking about that. His idea, not mine, but I've spent a lot of time with him um, over drinks and dinner and looking at numbers, and I've watched his documentary, Michelle Obama 2024. He has been adamant about her being the Democrat nominee. I've been preaching it because I believe it, and now Ted Cruz seems to be uh, jumping on board the Michelle Obama 2024 train as well, so... If you think we know where things are going, we don't. But we've got to fight, we've got to stick together, and we cannot be distracted by the nonsense that Democrats and the corrupt-coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine want to make important to us. Absolutely can't do it. We've got more calls. I want to share this these statements by Lauren Boebert's husband uh, defending her over what happened at the theater with her a week or so ago. And um, we'll try and do all that in our final segment of the show when we come back here on 710-KNUS. Man, oh, man, fastest three hours of my week right here. I cannot believe it's 748 already. Just a few minutes to go. Didn't get into the Mark Levin, the Democrat Party hates America yet. I'll start reading that bad boy. Read everything that Mark has ever written, and it's all good stuff. Didn't really talk about the absolute wrong things to say to someone who is grieving. I have really learned that over the last 16 weeks, uh, 16 weeks ago today. And uh, But there's just so many dumb things. Don't, don't tell people to be strong. We're getting up every day, we're eating, we're putting on our shoes. We may shave once or twice, take a shower once or twice a week, whether we need it or not. As long as we're moving, um, we're being plenty strong. She's in a better place. Yeah, well, I like to try to find comfort in that. Um, but it doesn't help the gaping hole in your heart. Not at all. There's a reason for everything. Okay. Don't get my mind trying to figure that one out because there's there can be no reason to have lost for these four and soon to be five grandbabies to have lost the most important supplement that could have ever existed to their life. Um, and I love this one. She was such a good person. God wanted her to be with him. God's got time. I did not. So I, you know, the list goes on and on. And I, I say that if you're listening and you're one of the hundreds and hundreds of people that sent in cards or called or texted or called the show or that I've seen out in public and you said something and, and I was on this list, please, please, please don't take it personally. I, I've said the same kind of things to people. I'm sure. I'm so glad you had so many good years together, stuff like that. Um, 
But, I mean, this list that I've got, it's a long list, comes from the website grief.com. And so this is a, these are common things that people say when they're trying to make people feel better. And I swear to you, anything that anybody says to me, sends to me, um, any effort that they make to just say, Hey, I, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm with you. I support you. I'm sorry. It is appreciated. It does not have to come out right. But we can all learn, right? We can all learn. All right, before we go back to the phones, I want to make sure you hear some of this. This is pretty powerful stuff from Lauren Bobert's husband. And I'm going to use the link that the listener sent to me a couple of times, I think, uh, by the text to studio. It's to the New York Daily News. And I don't know anything about that publication, but I do know that The Hill and the New York Post and other publications have picked this up in a big way. And here's what he has to say. Jason is a big man. If you ever saw Lauren and Jason together talk about, you know, she's she's very small. And he's a massive, powerful man. Super nice guy. Been around him a number of times and never a crossword or anything. Um, but he has said... In response to Bobert getting tossed from the Beetlejuice production for vaping and uh, groping, apparently, a, a smokeless smoke and groping in the dark under a an infrared. In fact, uh, Joy wrote in and said this was a complete setup for Lauren. You think they have those infrared cameras zeroing in on random people? Of course not. I think caller called in who seemed to know something about this said those cameras sit atop and they they can pull back and they normally just sit there and pull back but they're powerful enough to zero in on an individual or a couple uh, but why in the world were they targeting laurel lauren i wonder anyway um this is what her husband had to say watching the attacks against lauren i feel that people should know the truth of our broken marriage and burden she has carried for too long he wrote, I take full responsibility for my actions, and I deeply regret the choices I made that led to the breakdown of our marriage. I was unfaithful to Lauren in so many ways. I should have always brought my best, just as she did. My actions were selfish and thoughtless, and I failed to consider the consequences they would ultimately have on the person I hold dearest in my heart. He praised her unfailing support as, quote, an exceptional wife, mother, and now grandmother, and said he was, quote, the root of the problem. Quoting again, her strengths were always used to cover my weaknesses. Throughout our 20 years together, she has been my rock, my confidant, and my best friend. Her unwavering commitment to our family has been truly admirable, and I am devastated by the pain I have caused her. This has been a devastating divorce that I hold all responsibility for. He refuted public speculation. I'm almost reading verbatim now from the... New York Daily News. Is that what it's called? New York? Yeah, New York Daily News. He refuted public speculation that the representative from Colorado's 3rd District had left him, quote, over fame or a new lifestyle when she filed for divorce in May after 15 years of marriage. Quote, I'm asking for you all to show grace and mercy towards Lauren in this troubling season. She deserves a chance to earn your forgiveness and regain trust. I have broken her down in so many ways, but she will come out stronger, as she always does, and so will I. Wow, that's pretty powerful stuff. All the 
soft underbellied Republicans who are clucking and wagging their fingers. I hope you had a chance to learn to hear that. And I hope you'll just reconsider what your priorities are given where we are in the state of our country and uh, how close we are to that absolute precipice. And then we've got this guy with the nuclear codes. Where am I going? Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one. Name me and one. I will yell and then I will whisper because I'm very effective when I whisper and I lean down over the podium. And what I'm really doing is I'm looking through the audience to see if there are any little girls or boys out there that could use a good sniff. Oh, my Lord. And we get so distracted by all of this garbage that we forget about this absolute liar. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Yeah, remember, the first is back in 22, just a a little over a year ago. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Should probably flip those and put the oldest one first because it was back in 2020 that he was taking credit for recommending to the president that we shut the country down. And here's an update on that liar. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Um, And that was a very difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. Which it did. uh, Duh. And then last thing, KGP, Karine Jean-Pierre, was confronted about Biden, who apparently told the same full-length story twice during the same political event. That's how far gone he is. Following up on Peter's comment about the uh, fundraiser for, um, you know, we all understand these are off camera. Oh, you know what? I forgot we've got Rusty on the phone. Rusty, let's get you on in the time we've got left. Rusty, Denver, welcome. Oh, gosh, I'm not sure there's time, Um, but... Well, I, I just want to push back a little bit. Um, I think first I'll start sort of chronologically. Well, let me just I've tell you, you're heard, right. You're right yeah. about time. If you call in next yeah. week, I will get you on, give you all the time you okay. want. You right. wanted to talk about Ken Buck. Can you pick one thing that maybe we can uh, expose or well, correct? The, the, more, the more important point, I think, is that I don't think Donald Trump is electable. And so I, do, I will not support him in the primary. And that's the only reason I think he was a great president and all of that. I just don't think he's electable. And I think we're wasting our votes. He lost by 44,000 votes in 2020 in the most rigged election I've uh, ever seen. I understand that. But yeah. there's a lot of issues. He may not even get to. He may not even be able to be on the ballot. He might be convicted of things. I just think it's who's your, too messy. Who's your choice if he's not the nominee? Uh, three or four people, probably Tim Scott or, um, Nikki Haley would all be good. You think either of them would beat the Democrat machine, beat Michelle Obama? I don't know. You know, it's just, we're (laughs) in such a bad place right now. You will, real quick though, you will vote for him if he is the nominee. I will. Yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. Yeah. 
All right, go ahead. I, yeah. You were going to have about 30 seconds, well, so it, try it, and make a good point. And call back next week with my apologies. I, I, yeah, I, I guess I'd like to know what was factually incorrect in that letter that Ken Buck wrote. Oh, man. You know, we throw... Send, okay. send send me an email and I'll send you a whole litany of things. Okay, because um, I, I that I may not be aware. Yeah, send not. send it to uh, rapoteaparty at gmail dot com. I'll be looking for it. And then okay, call I'll, and then call I'll back next week, Rusty. That. I'm sorry I got I've been ranty okay. tonight. I do apologize. Have a good night. You have and I, and I uh, I'm sorry for your loss. I didn't know about that. Thank you, sir. God bless. I appreciate yeah, that. Bye. Yeah, Mike. All right, everybody. Well, love to my dreamy girl in heaven, as always. And uh, thank you so much for the calls and texts. They have been so great. But we always end the show on a powerful note with the best advice ever. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.